This is Music on Repeat, a podcast where I talk to people about the songs that have impacted their taste in music. You can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, or online and on Instagram under the name musiconrepeat.io. I'm your host, Susie Q. Hey guys, welcome back. Another episode of Music on Repeat coming at you. I am Susie Q, your host, and today I am very excited to welcome a special guest by the name of Simon A to the podcast. Hello, Simon. Hello. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Fun to be here. Yeah, I'm doing great. Okay, good. So Simon, you are a, okay, this is what I read. You're an alternative electronic and R&B soul artist that tiptoes on the lines of genre. So I don't want to put you in any genre if you don't want to be in that genre, but that's how you describe your music. Is that correct? I mean, yes, it's, um, it is quite tough to describe to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of all over the shop, just inspirations just from each and every point I could find, really. But I would say I have like, you know, roots in probably soul and the way that I sing R&B and stuff. But yeah, it could be could, you could say it's anything. And I'm okay. sure people be like, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> OK, perfect. So you released your debut EP, The Open Door, in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then last year you released your Way to Go EP. Is that correct? Was it last year? Yeah, it was It was 2020. OK. And now you've just released two new singles, Badland and Black Air Force Activity. We're going to get into all of that. Um, but first, maybe you can just give us a bit of a introduction to Simon A. Oh, um the hardest question every single time it's always i promise the same. they'll get they'll get easier as we go <laughs> it's always the same in the job interviews you just want to tell you tell you tell us about yourself yeah tell like, us about your three best qualities simon yeah it's like okay well you know i'm a perfectionist like what can i do always give 110 no um <laughs> you're hired <laughs> <laughs> thanks amazing <laughs> um no um i mean what can i say i guess um i'm from east london Walthamstow actually nice I don't mind mind representing but um (laughs) yes I've always been here all my life um kind of part of an artsy family kind of from the jump really always kind of interested in drawing you know painting things like that always been interested in art Mm -hmm. um and more so actually kind of got interested in photography and film okay and so that's what I had studied um in university so I'd always liked listening to music. I, I had never actually considered becoming a musician until quite recently, actually. Um, okay. I'd always used to make kind of birthday raps for like my brother and my friend. Birthday raps? Okay. Yeah, like I'd kind of do parodies of like songs, but then replace the lyrics like, oh, it's your birthday and things like that. <laughs> Just do dumb <laughs> stuff like that. And then they kind of got more intricate, kind of like started working in um, Ableton to make my own production and stuff Um, okay so you were just like playing around with it yeah yeah just kind of basically having fun with it Um, okay and then i'd made a short film in 2017 Mm -hmm. um and i'd scored that film in ableton at that point i realized i could actually kind of like um using this program so i might kind of adventure forth into it so the birthday wraps they became a little bit more and more elaborate mainly because you know i didn't really have money for a present so i kind of <laughs> that was my like this is my gift to you like wow. this is the effort and it, I'm putting it into comes it. from the heart so you know what i mean yeah presents from the heart i feel like they work better than presents from the wallet at times definitely it really does depend because i wouldn't <laughs> mind a car but so they were getting more and more elaborate and then at one point i was at an anderson pack concert it was um 2018 uh-huh 
he did that free concert like the apple music thing in um in brixton and i'd got in with my friend and i'd had a broken leg at the time because oh, i no. broke i'd broken my leg at two months before at a kendrick lamar concert actually what um, how did that happen i mean listen Do you levitate, care to levitate share? was levitate was playing on stage and i just didn't levitate i didn't oh levitate at all I, I, I was jumping up and down then i landed wrong on my left foot like oh i landed kind God. of i just crunched it to the side and i like Gosh. felt it it was weird because the music was obviously super loud but i like heard it heard it happen felt like the electricity ascend through my entire body but it didn't hurt so at the time yeah so i just thought it was like a knuckle crack so i was like yeah. oh, okay i didn't know i could do that with my foot that's kind of cool Tried to, okay. tried to stand back on it. I was like, yeah, okay, I can't stand on it then. I think I've done some serious damage now. And then I turned to my friend in the back. I was like, I think I just uh, broke my foot. And he was like, oh, yeah, really? Yeah. And then just continued, obviously, with the concert. I was like, I hear that. I understand. I just continued with the concert myself. I'm not right. leaving. I'm not leaving. This is Kendrick. So of course. I had to stay just kind of being Sacrifice. super, super cautious, like on my yeah. one foot, like really praying and hoping I didn't break that one as well. I was like, damn. Oh, my gosh. Um, so anyway, yeah, so that happened. Two months later, I had a cast on and like the thing that they use to help you walk. No crutches, luckily, but just that little foot assistance thing. Oh, the boot. That big boot, yeah. Yeah, I also so, broke my foot in 2017, so I know exactly the pain. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. How did that happen? Oh, I was skateboarding, but I was, I'm not a skateboarder, so it's oh. even more embarrassing. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like 32 at the time, so. Oh, it's... no, you're never too young. <laughs> yeah. I had a skateboard in my shed, maybe tried it one time. I almost fell. I was like, you know what? This is not for me. Yeah, yeah. Enough about the broken bones. Okay, so you are <laughs> you two months later, you're in the walking boot. Yes. I used that broken foot to get to the front of the crowd, essentially, because we skipped the whole line. We walked up to this venue, saw the long line, and my friend was like, yeah, no, follow my lead. Walks up to the guy, who the security guard, and he was like, look, my friend, he can't walk. Like, look at him. And I was like, yeah, yeah I can't walk. Oh, no. Oh, no, look. And he was like, oh, come, come, come. Here's your wristbands. And I was like, okay, cool. Skipped oh the gosh. super long line and got to the front. Amazing. Um, so we're there. And you know, before the act comes on, they have like music playing in the background. Like not an yeah. opening act, but just yes. like whatever music, like a mm -hmm. radio station or whatever. And there was some song in the back. And I don't remember what song it was, but I remember thinking like, I think I could remake this in ableton and i said it to my friend i was like i think this sounds really vibey like i feel like i can make something like this and then he just looks at me and he goes do you know because two months before that i'd made him a birthday rep again um <laughs> and he was like do you know the music thing i think i feel like you should um take it a bit more seriously and i was like you think he was like yeah go for it and i was like oh, okay cool that's amazing and then four months later i uh, came out with the that first ep the open door <laughs> To that is... everyone's surprise, no one knew I was going to do it, but I just wanted to do it. And yeah. That's awesome. That. You just got to go for it sometimes. Yeah, honestly. It's a very, very uh, kind of, I don't know, underwhelming origin story. No, <laughs> I think it's great. There's drama, there was intrigue. <laughs> yeah. Part two, find out next week. That's true. Awesome. Well, um, how about we go into your first song and then we can start talking about how that has influenced Simon A as an artist. Mm. Does that sound good? Yeah, of course. Let's okay, do let's do it. I can see the darkness in me and it's quite amazing. Like a death is no mystery and I want to taste it. Step aside of my mind and you'll find curiosity, animosity, high philosophy, I can prophesize meditation. Reminisce on my wonder years and I wonder if yeah. sentiments of my words ain't been so sincere. It's intimate to my nerves that I just persevered. The big thought of falling off disappeared to my faith. They say their head is real. Analyze my demise, I say I'm super anxious. Recognize I deprived this feeling, then embrace it. Vandalizing these walls only if they can talk. 
Okay, perfect. So uh, what song was that, Simon? So that was um, Flying Lotus featuring Kendrick Lamar, Never Catch Me. All right. It's just, and... it's just a fantastic tune. Honestly. Okay, so tell us why that influenced you uh, or how. I mean, what it was is as soon as I heard it, I realized I was like, this song is, it just feels like pure euphoria. Like, yeah. It's just an... I don't know, the, the build-up of it, and it's really, it's structured quite interestingly, yeah. which kind of made me think or gave me kind of, I don't know, validation. Because a lot of the times when I want to do something weird in a song, I'll mm -hmm. be like, this is, this is weird. But so then I listen to another song that might do something like that, and then I hear it, and I'm like, okay, cool. It's like validation. Okay, I could do something weird like yeah. that as well then. Quite stru it's structured quite strangely in that it's quite linear. Like there's no kind of chorus, or the chorus there only appears like one time. So it's right. more of a just the refrain and then and then it goes into like the really really um super kind of intense like instrumental piece at the end yeah like um, super high intensity super rhymes. high and it's just like oh it's just lovely like and it's nice and funky um obviously the rap passages by kendrick are just incredible as always right um, like stylistically you know in terms of how it bends genre like it's funky but also like a dance song but then like it's weird because it has like soul in there and then there's rap and stuff it gave me kind of validation right. again in my identity and my ability to do kind of different things right and also it kind of served as a direct inspiration for like a structure for another song that i did from my most recent ep way to go uh -huh. uh, it was a song called to stay here Okay. And it has a quite similar structure, it's quite linear and then ends right. in a, like an instrumental passage at the end. And yeah, I just love I just love the song. Flying Lotus is fantastic. So this song came out in 2014 and then your EP was 2020. So did you go back to this? Like when you were thinking of creating your EP, were you thinking I want to do something like this or was that kind of the inspiration in the back of your head? Um it was completely by chance. The thing is when mm -hmm. when I'm kind of in the process of making something, I kind of I do take a while to make things because right. I a lot of the times wait for inspiration to come to me and hit me and like whatever I find, you know, mm -hmm. if I'm just listening to something, if I like it, I might right. try and apply certain things from that whatever I've just heard into what I'm making currently. So I think I was just in the process of making that EP and then I just heard that song and I was like, "Oh, okay." this is it like this is what I want to do again fantastic obviously I'd known the song for a while yeah um and I'd loved the song from you know the minute I'd heard it but as soon as I heard it again in context of the EP I was like okay cool then I'm, I'm going to apply this now like this is good right that's amazing okay so you seem to have quite a direct role in every part of your music creation process mm -hmm. so you do the you know the writing the producing the engineering and then you also are in charge of all the like visual elements as well. Yes, wild. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, that's super impressive. Yeah, so it's a whole load of work, but uh, I do I do like to do all that stuff. It's fun for me. Do you feel like it's because you want full control? Like I don't want to say control free because that doesn't have a very nice yeah, connotation. No, I know. But I know I'm what you kind mean. of I'm kind of the same in my work. You know, I I prefer to do everything myself because I know that I can do it well. And when I have to let something go, I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah, um, I, there, there is a there is a certain kind of you know crux in reliability and other people kind of taking on what your vision is. It's um, right. It's an interesting balance you have to do. Yeah. I actually don't, I don't mind working on a team or like in a little crew because when I do do my things, I, a lot of the times I have help. Like I'm not obviously the one behind the camera because I'm in front of the camera. Right. <laughs> so I've got my you know friends who obviously have knowledge of film themselves. 
mm-hmm. um, kind of helping me out. And I don't mind receiving any ideas and, you know, um, I'm open to any kind of input from whoever I'm working with. I do kind of understand the strength in being able to do it all on your own. Right. And, um, kind of the, uh, I don't know how nice it feels to have that full control. I, I, don't yeah. know, I, w- I wouldn't say I'm a control. Freak. I, I Mainly it's because of means, to be fair. Cause because of? I, I don't have the uh, facilities oh, to right, outsource. Okay. Do you know what Sorry. I mean? I heard memes and I was like, wait, what? Oh, well, I mean memes. Yeah, I don't have the memes <laughs> to do it. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I No, that makes sense. Yeah, I never even considered like, you know, getting an engineer. It's like, oh, how much right. is that going to cost? I might as well of just course. learn to do it myself. Shoot a music video, but I've got a camera. Do you know what I mean? Right. Why am I having to hire other people? I might as well just do it because it's cheaper. Right. And I think in the beginning, there's also like a sense of wanting to prove yourself maybe by saying like, I can do all of this. It's not like you're just hiring out other people to kind of create your image, but you're actively involved in doing it. So then when you reach the next level, you feel like I did this, you know? Yeah, that's true. There, there is a sense of accomplishment. I, I guess I'd never, I'd never actually considered it that way. I would, (laughs) I don't really, I wouldn't say I'm out to like prove myself. Right. It's just kind of. I don't know, fun for me to just do it all. Yeah. And I guess it's just a bonus that it all slots together so nicely. Right. Because it obviously does come from one brain. But um, yeah. <laughs> I would love to get to a point where I could be like, you guys like good with the music video? <laughs> like you guys can handle it. Report yeah. back to me. Um, at the moment, I've got a friend of mine who's a, an artist, like a fine artist, mm-hmm. who's helping me out with the cover art for the singles and things I'm dropping and uh-huh. the kind of album that I would like to come out with next year. Cool. So I've got him painting the stuff and that's fantastic i knew obviously i knew he was good at painting in general but right i wanted to try and do something different and his style is not something i could replicate so right i would rather he just do it than yeah. try to do it exactly <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> that makes sense yeah uh okay well let's talk a little bit then about the imagery and because music videos are one of my favorite topics. I watched all your videos. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> from, well, especially from the EP, because it was, it was kind of a four-part series. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, one thing I noticed when you were talking about the To Stay Here, mm-hmm. and you said that the song was very linear. Yes. And I noticed that in the video, it was kind of mimicking like that one-shot video, you know, with just panning away at certain moments. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that intentional? Like when you have the song, are you already thinking of the ideas for the video before or is it just come out kind of after the process? Uh, sometimes I do. With the video for Grace, for example, I was kind of thinking about like visual elements to the song and how they would pair together. For To Stay Here, it was kind of after the fact, but the linear thing, there is a kind of connection between the two. Um, yeah. A lot of the times when I make a, a music video, like a visual for a song, I would want them to almost exist kind of independently of each other. Right. Because I think it's interesting to have two different experiences while indulging in one thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to listen to the song by itself right. and then watch the music video with the song in the background, I would want them to be two different experiences entirely. Because okay. obviously you listen to the song, you might listen to the lyrics, but then... Yeah you watch the video and now you're paying attention to the visuals and may not be paying attention to the lyrics as much because obviously there's more things to engage with. So yeah. well, I guess that's that's how it is for now. With the video for Badland, they do tie together a bit more, like the visuals and the song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back at that point, I was kind of just experimenting with form and just visual intrigue, really. 
Right. So for To Stay Here, I'd just seen the film 1917, which was okay. shot in one shot. And I was like, oh, let me, I want to try and see how that works. Let's try that out. Yeah. Actually, the Badland video I wanted to ask you about because you see people like kind of melting into their cell phones yes. or like, um, do you feel like you have this contentious relationship with, um, well, social media or was that for you like a commentary on society the way we are? Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's hard to be like, I'm commenting on society. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just came from a, a general annoyance, really, because yeah. the thing is that song, it's told from the perspective of kind of an influencer attempting to become an influencer in three stages of their career, like before they start out trying to investigate how to become kind of big on social media. The okay. middle part where they're learning the rules and regulations of becoming an influencer and kind of learning to abide by the rules of, you know, posting something online. Mm -hmm. And then the third section is kind of the aftermath of they've made it now and essentially what has that cost them okay. to be in that position at this point. Interesting. Um, and I I don't like Instagram, I'll be honest. No. I think it's I think it's terrible destroying for, the world yeah it's it's awful for mental health yeah i think it's, i agree it's awful for self-image just the level of pressure you might feel to perform on the site because of you know the numbers and the yeah. it's not even monetary but like the value that the numbers might have in your brain even though they have no value really yeah. there's, there's no actual value to getting a like or to exactly. getting a follow or anything like that the most jarring aspect for me and really and truly the reason why i made not only the song Badland but the entire EP way to go mm -hmm. was I just realized that I was looking at it way too much and yeah just kind of evaluating myself in comparison with right. other people who I can see online who are succeeding who might be my age yeah and it's it's a horrible mentality to have because yeah it's incomparable really yeah everybody's got their own journey and you know you might look at for example I don't know Lil Nas X yeah who is my probably younger Billie Eilish who is younger than me by yeah. a year or two or whatever all these other people who are super successful at my age and the only thing you can do if you're stuck in that spiral is look at yourself and go what, what am I doing like what have I done how do I yeah how do I how am I supposed to it's just it's sorrow really it's, it's awful. right so well and it's it just comes from the whole like comparing yourself to others that's the worst thing you could ever do awful yeah. and Instagram just makes it so much well all social media really makes it so much easier to easier do that. yeah easier way easier to make it happen so yeah that was that was the jarring thing for me and then yeah but then it's it's almost like a double-edged sword because you need it to promote your music and... exactly exactly so what can you do you can't get away from it I mean no I have the option. same with yeah. my podcast, you know, trying to promote it, but then also thinking like, how far do I want to go? Yeah, I you know, know, I don't want to sell out, you know, I I'd know, rather yeah. you always hope like, oh, just one day, like somebody will come across it and it'll go, it'll Lit blow up, literally, you know? Yeah, that's the hope. I would prefer that kind of success to like, you know, paying for followers and paying for promotion and all no, this stuff because yeah. it doesn't feel organic. Not at all. It doesn't feel real. And yeah. It is literally like, I don't want to be here, but I have to, because it's like there's no, I don't know another way to kind of be a successful artist than utilize yeah. social media as a tool. Yeah, exactly. It's tough because obviously everybody's got their own problems and stuff. I have a little bit of kind of pretension in my work and it's yeah. a bit jarring because I see the kind of moves that people have to make to kind yeah. of gain followers and success. And it's like, it's not that I view myself as like above that. But it's just like, I don't know, like I look at it and I'm like, I, I just don't want to 
have to do that like I feel like it's so hard to say without sounding like a like an annoying no but I I mean I totally understand exactly where you're coming from because you you do feel like I I don't need to stoop to that level yeah it's like I feel I feel like I'm better than that low-key but (laughs) like I don't think I am (laughs) that's the thing is you have to get this is what I'm learning currently is that you just sometimes just have to grovel I'm not gonna lie especially at the start it's a tough one because I feel like I put a lot of effort into what I do it's tough to say but I feel like I put a lot more effort into what I do than maybe some of my peers do Uh but obviously they've got the social media game on lock so they're just winning oh yeah yeah so I feel like I just need to go for that yeah I mean truly I mean it's not all bad it can bring about good things but yeah Yeah. there is a bit of like having to hustle a little and there's a hustle to it yeah sell yourself yeah not to an extreme but no yeah it's true okay well but that's why we're here we're here to talk about your music and how great it is (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you thank you (laughs) so way to go was 2020 Mm -hmm. um the awful year the awful year that well, I've talked to a lot of people and a lot of artists that took that year to really work on their, their music and hone oh, yeah, 100%. their sound. So it's not all bad. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of self-reflection. 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I really, I really like the name and the kind of double meaning behind it that you talked about that it means like when you do a good job, you're like, yeah, way to go. But mm-hmm. then you also feel like you still have a way to go to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it did stem from that self-reflection of just looking at you know when I get down I kind of view myself in a light of you know complacency of Mm -hmm. kind of I don't know just not really not even really disappointment but just sometimes you view your position and you see yourself as staggered because actually James Blake released a song Mm -hmm. that was called if a car beside you moves ahead and the lyrics are like if the car beside you moves ahead even though it feels like you're dead you're not going backwards you're moving forwards, but everyone has their own rate of movement, essentially. Okay. And it was that kind of assessment yeah. that I had to make on myself. Like, okay, cool. So I understand that I might feel a little bit stagnant when I kind of look at these other people and they're obviously doing their own thing. But yeah. um, to take a look at myself kind yeah. of a year ago, two years ago, and see where I was back then, and look at how far I've progressed up until this point yeah. is staggering in and of itself is definitely a level of progression that I never would have imagined when I was back mm-hmm. there so it was important to look at that assess that and um just kind of pick myself up really just kind of go Do you know what like let's just let's just relax for two seconds yeah. like let's not get too hype we understand yeah. we've got a lot we've got a long way to go but at the same time congratulations my guy look at what you've done yeah do you know what I mean amazing Oh, yeah. Well, on that note, um, I think maybe we should go into your second song. Mm-hmm. How does that sound? Let's do it. Okay. are back and lo and behold that was modern soul by james blake 
And it's just a fantastic song. <laughs> what a brilliant song. Oh my goodness. You've obviously already talked a little bit about his music, but why this song in particular? This song was actually my introduction to James Blake. And I, okay, because I didn't, I didn't know who he was that much until I'd kind of just came across this song back when it came out in 2016. Obviously, that was way before I'd even considered mm -hmm. becoming an artist in any way. As soon as I'd heard that song, I was like, I like this guy's voice. This song is lovely, and it quite quickly became one of my favorite songs of all time. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a. It's it's a varied list, and it does kind of change every once in a while. But like, I know that that song. It, just, it will just hold a special place. It's just a fantastic song. And it, it, again, the structure is weird again. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because it's like really nice and melodic. So yes, that kind of song, it permeated like into my kind of artistic expression. I had no idea. But as soon as I heard that song, I was like, okay, so I guess this is what I'm going to sound like? Question mark. Like, this is me now, <laughs> I guess. I didn't even realize. This is that, me now? This is me now? Like, is this, this is where I'm at? This is, this is my idol. Like, okay, cool. I didn't know that. So yeah, that kind of, it's the structure and the melodies and everything. They weren't like anything I'd heard, really. They were strange and but yeah. they, they were strange, but still soulful. And then it gave me yeah. the kind of incentive to go back on his catalog and then wait for his album that was most recent at the time. It was the 2016 one. Um, yeah. Wait for that one, listen to everything, listen to his old music. And then I realized, okay, cool. This guy is uh, just great. Like, yeah. <laughs> Again, it's that level of validation that, okay, cool. So I can be this weird and also sound nice at the same time. Yeah. So it's like... Well, it's funny because I feel like he's very unassuming. Like when he came out with some of his things, I just thought, oh, this guy is just like a sad white boy, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. but then when you really like, well, when you listen to his music, you hear the, the production is so unique. Yes. And then you like kind of dig into it a bit further and you see he's worked with like Kanye West. Like so Kanye West people. once called him his favorite artist. Yeah. Frank Ocean. Um, I don't think Frank would Ocean, sound Bonnie like Bear. Frank Ocean if, yeah. if it wasn't for James really and truly. Yeah. Like, so um, yeah. that's very, very cool. And so I put all the songs, I, I could be way off here, but maybe I'm not. I put all the songs from my podcast onto a playlist, including your newest release, which is Black Air Force Activity. Mm -hmm. And when I had the James Blake song and then your song after, I kind of felt like, oh, these sound pretty... They could totally go together in a, really? on the playlist. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I guess it's the <laughs> piano, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. As I say, James Blake is just a night. It's just a blueprint. Like, sometimes yeah. I don't realize I sound like him like i'm not trying but no not that it, i mean not that it even sounds like him but it's just sounds very like it has the same vibe you know yeah and i can hear the progression in your music as well mm. from that new song from the the original ep and even the ep from last year mm -hmm. um but talk us through what's in the works for you with black air force activity and what else is to come well yeah i mean so black air force activity and Badland are mm -hmm. both singles from an upcoming mini album that I'm, okay. I'm looking to drop next year because there's one more single that I'm, I want to drop in like November. And they're all, yeah, I didn't intend, well, I didn't really intend for Badland to be a single for an album. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a song that I'd made and then woe is me like trouble with me i just have to make something bigger like i didn't even realize i was just like Do you know what this is i guess this is part of this now and it's just the pain because like, why can't it just be by itself like why has it got to be something bigger now oh so long <laughs> but here we go so now i've got a whole album now bloody hell um <laughs> but yeah so that one and then black air force activity but yeah they 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 don't seem like they relate right now but they might <laughs> in the context of the album okay but Black Air Force Activity was a song that I just made because I've been singing for a bit 
and I just wanted to, I just want to rap now <laughs> just for this one. I'll, uh -huh. go, I'll go back to it after, but I liked rapping before I did singing. Well, the birthday raps, right? Exactly. See, so <laughs> I always enjoyed rapping more than singing back in the day. Now I'm kind of, I've kind of split between the two. I don't mind either okay. one, but, um, so yeah, all well, the song came from the idea of making a song and inspiration because in the process of making or conceiving the album um mm -hmm. i'd realized that i was taking from so many sources that i was considering the idea of the thing not really being mine anymore and then i'd seen a quote from picasso that said i'm paraphrasing good artists replicate great artists steal so i was like yeah this no this idea of stealing stealing mm -hmm. from other pieces of art to make your art where is the line there like what yeah where does it become not really your thing anymore and just a compilation of stolen artifacts like the right. british museum or something like that <laughs> so i, was, I, I just kind of tiptoed or i kind of made the song with that in mind right kind of referenced and took from as many kind of songs that i could think of in terms of like lyrics flows the beat, the instrumental are all taken from, I have a whole list of things that I basically stole from for, <laughs> to make this song. And then it's called Black Air Force Activity because I don't know if you know this, but Black Air Forces are intrinsically linked to crime and theft. Oh, really? In the, well, I mean, in, I don't know if it's just in London, but I think it might be in New York as well. But if you wear black air forces, like you mean business, like you're going to, oh, you're okay. going to like, you're getting active basically. If you, I did not know that. Yeah. So it's just a funny little nod to where I grew up, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so, and then obviously the song references not just like American music, because I do listen to a lot of American music, but uh, yeah. I've got a lot of London music and I'm not rapping in an American accent, I'm rapping in my accent. So right. um, it does end up sounding quite kind of UK grime-ish. Yes. Um, slang. Which is actually quite big right now internationally, right? I'd hope so, yeah. I think so. They do. They are getting more into it with, you know, Pop Smoke kind of bringing the drill over there. Yes. So, yeah, it's interesting. Well, speaking of that, who are you listening to these days? As I always like to ask this question. Oh, as I say, I'm all over. The thing is, who was it that just dropped an album? So many people. Isaiah Rashad. <laughs> Isaiah Rashad dropped an album and I was, I've was i been waiting for it ever since his last album in 2016. Recently, okay. I've gotten into, there's this um, classical pianist whose name is um, Hanya Rainey. She's okay. this, um, this Polish um, pianist, but also she's like a singer-songwriter. And because oh. um, I do, I, li I listen to a lot of piano music as well. Like one of my biggest inspirations is um, an artist named Nils Fram, who's mm -hmm. this pianist. He's kind of like a neoclassical, yeah. uh, kind of jazzy, kind of almost electronic on that kind of vibe but i like the way he plays and it kind of permeates through the way i play i guess because i do wear my inspirations on my sleeve yeah quite a bit but um this girl i'd heard just randomly just came across it in the youtube recommendations and i was like okay so this sounds fantastic and again it just became a a point of reference for whatever i was making so i kind of conceived a few songs that are inspired by the way she plays and she has an album, the album called Home, that was released, I think, last year. Okay. I've, just, I've just been playing quite a bit. Amazing. Yeah. I, I do kind of go back to a lot of old albums. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite, I'm, I'm just like, I know I'm getting old at this point because I'm like, I don't know who's new anymore. Like, I'm just, yeah. I have, I have <laughs> my artists and I'm like, okay, cool. Just wait for them to drop again. Yeah. If it takes three I'm kind years. Of the same now. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it goes how it goes. I'm just like, damn, I'm not finding new people. Yeah, some of these people are not releasing as many things as I would like them to. I know. I've been waiting for Kendrick. Like, come on, mate. What's going on? Yeah. Going or on how here? about Frank Ocean? I was about He's to say, ages. Frank Ocean, He, I think, I feel like he was about to drop, like, last year. 
if it wasn't yeah. for COVID, because he was supposed to headline Coachella. Right, I mean, was he going to headline true. Coachella with a four-year-old yeah. album? No. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if anyone could do it, I guess he could. I, I agree. I agree, actually. <laughs> You're probably right. But yeah, I'm waiting for these people. But I do, I have, there's, um, there's artists that I've been finding, like, that haven't released anything recently, but I'm just coming across them. Like, right. um, an artist named Nick Hakim. Okay. This kind of, this singer who is just fantastic. And his voice is really interesting because he, he almost sings in like a whisper. Like he's really, really quiet and close to the mic, but obviously he can sing anyway. And mm -hmm. um, his instrumentals are soulful, but almost mm -hmm. indie. And it's just, it's a nice because that's almost my vibe. So I found him and then he honestly became a direct inspiration for the song Badland. Like the, right. way, the way it's kind of structured and the way I sing on it. That and Tame Impala were big. Oh, were yes. a big inspiration for that song, kind of the way it's structured. And also a Dua Lipa song, Don't Start Now. Okay. That was actually, it was uh, on her most recent album, Future Nostalgia. It was, uh, right. it's obviously a very poppy song, but I heard that song. I was like, I, I want to do like a pop song. Like, I think yeah. that'd be cool. So that's kind of what Badland <laughs> yeah. became. It's okay. as, as close to pop as I'm going to get right now, Okay. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> It's nice. It's just structured well. It's like a proper structure, at least. But yeah, so there's that. Bonnie Vare. Just been listening to a lot of Radiohead. Yeah. I don't know why people don't like Radiohead. Is they've they got some good stuff. I don't really understand the hate. Maybe because I wasn't there from the jump. Do people not like Radiohead? I heard it's like if you say you like Radiohead, it's like oh okay. Oh, it's like saying you like um, U2 or something? Yeah, or like no? something like that. I feel like maybe not as bad as U2, but... It's like embarrassing, It's just like, not. yeah, because it's, it's like, you. oh, you like Radiohead. Oh, you're a bit pretentious, aren't you? Like that. Oh, okay. It's like, okay, all right. I hear you, but oh, they got some good stuff. Do you know? Did you hear it? You're hating. <laughs> Bloody hell. But no, it's like, so I've just been listening. There's The album In Rainbows is just great to me. Okay. Um, Navy Blue is a, a rapper, actually who um, dropped this album called Songs of Sage kind of late last mm -hmm. year or early this year. And it honestly, I don't know if it's beaten, if it's been beaten for album of the year for me. Like, it's just great. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just fantastic. Like, it's a, it's a rap album, but it's really, really low key. Okay. There's barely any drums on it, but obviously he is carrying the entire project. He can rap really well and he has a really interesting flow, which is quite kind of wavy like almost free form but not really there is a bit of structure to it but it's mm -hmm. not like so syncopated like i don't know whatever rapper is out today yeah um, and just the emotional weight of what he's saying as well it's just okay. like this album is just fantastic sounds cool and it's like Check a, it's, it out. yeah it's great it's one of those albums that like it's an album like it's actually an album experience like you can't just pick one song from it and be like that's a song you would right. if you're starting it you start from the beginning and you get to the end and that's how i would want to do an album as well whenever i release an album i would want it to be so tied together yeah that the story you would not be forced to listen to the whole thing but you'd want to listen to the whole thing right because you feel like if you just took one you might be missing something do you know what i mean amazing yeah i totally get it yeah awesome well i think I think on that note, we're going to have to shut it down for today. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Understood. But thank you so much, Simon. Uh, Simon A. Yes. So, so is it officially Simon A or can we call you Simon? You can just call me Simon. The A okay. is, I mean, I put the name in all lowercase because I guess it's less about the name and more about kind of the product. Okay. The way I see it. Okay. But your name is Simon. It is actually. Yeah. Okay. That's my actual name. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, thank you so much, Simon A., for coming. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. For taking the time uh, to talk to me. And is it okay if I play us out with Black Air Force activity? Yeah, let's get hyper. 
Why not? Yeah, let's let's show the world what you're all about. It's true. I hope you're ready. I hope everyone's got their black air forces on. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Because you might get violent after this one. <laughs> Except at the end, because it does become a little bit sad at the end. But Oh, no. It's a good sad. It's a good sad. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's a good way to get people to listen to the whole thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. And I will see you next time. Bye. Bye. What's going on in the bits? All the money talk made it Babylon for the rich. Inside looking real dry, happy thirst in this triple drown. What have I found? The works. Backtracking, I'm back, back in the city. Mad, mad business like that. Oh, really? I'ma have to jack your shit. your shit. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Cause the man them are getting thirsty. 20 something looking buried, I'ma put the work in. Okay. But we don't get the burst, but returns is Maybelline or Missy Elliott. Is it worth it? Don't mind me, I'm trying to rack my pee, not waste my whole account. And if money is time right, surely watch the guideline that was made by the beast. Boy, I'm not asleep, boy. I spoke to my boy from a different section. He said you get the most when you come second. That's why the Black Air Force is in session. Whole lot of pen, not really much penance. Why make something brand new when the people brand all got the same direction? And I ran through so many different plays. Couldn't care about no protection. What's going on in the bits? All the money talk made it Babylon for the rich. Inside looking real dry, heavy thirst in this triple drown. What have I found? The works. Backtracking, I'm back, back in the city. Mad, mad business like that. Oh, really? I'm about to jack your shit. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Well, well, hands in the air, hands in the air, hands, hands, yeah, wow, hands, hands, copy, copy, hands, yeah, got me, got me, hands, hands. I spoke to my boy in private, he said that the P in pocket is silent. He said, I ain't making these diamonds about all this pressure, it's incorrect climate. I mean, is it time and I hesitate? I need to get me some lemons for lemonade. Because life isn't giving him anywhere. Piss me off seeing others stealing and celebrate. That was me trying to make me a note. Guess I don't need to, excuse me. Take two seconds for icon. I make this with the lights. And I make this for trying. They make back more smiling. Do you understand me, Simon? Think about that shit like every day. What's going on in the bits? All the money talk made it Babylon for the rich. Inside looking real dry, happy thirst in this triple drown. What have I found? The works. Backtracking, I'm back, back in the city. Mad, mad business like that. Oh, really? I'm about to jack your shit. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Wow, wow. Hands in the air. Hands in the air. Hands, hands. Yeah, wow. Hands, yo, copy, copy, hands, hands, got me, got me, hands, hands. Too long for I lose my hands. I made me some shit, but the who's again? Philosophy of some shoes and then I don't have a leg on which I can stand. Can I make me a milli off a rap tune waiting outside for the rapture? Can I even be considered with the fat stars picking up mad charges wearing white garbs? Even the shoes ain't mine, I ain't lying, I ain't that sharp. I can't rock these things. I need a helping hand here, so I backtrack and I'm back in this city. Shit was made so I can't make shit really. I'll have to jack your shit. And there ain't nothing I can do about it Except get distracted